0: You're listening to Infinite Banking Radio with your host Patrick Donahoe. You know, there's solutions out there to every one of the financial problems that Americans are facing today, and those solutions are right underneath their nose. The Infinite Banking concept has helped hundreds of thousands of individuals manage their hard-earned money effectively using time-tested financial principles that cannot fail. The intent of this podcast is to awaken these time-tested principles and reinstate certainty into the financial makeup of Americans. Our society is saturated in debt. Our portfolios are made up of the same speculative investments and theories that have failed us time and time again. The banking and securities industries have ruled financial planning for decades, and the only true benefactors are them. The infinite banking concept has proven to be ideal solution. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. This is Patrick Donahoe. Welcome to Infinite Banking Radio. All right, we got a we got a good show uh, to to bring to you today. I have a, I have a special guy in my office, Michael Bonney. He's been on uh, been on the show before. What's going on, Michael? Hey, life is good. Life's good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, spring is in the air, right? finally <laughs> finally for uh, for those of you who uh, who have start tried to download some of our previous podcasts there has been some errors um, and we apologize there's only about uh, half a dozen or so shows that are showing up on iTunes right now we'll get that problem corrected so definitely check back in the next uh, next week or so and uh, and hopefully that problem is uh, is solved uh, today we got some interesting th- stuff to talk about uh, but for for those of you who would like more information about our company and about our process please Visit our website www.paradigmlife.net, or our new website, which is www.bank. Oh boy, beyourbank.com. We have a we have a couple of uh, we have a couple page article on there that's, that's pretty new. It talks about the uh, the differences between real estate investing and the infinite banking concept and how the two together uh, can can definitely increase your wealth much more so than each uh, each other individually. So let's uh, let's kind of get into our topic today, uh, Michael. You came to me and wanted to talk about uh, on the radio this this whole concept of debt. And I think debt is. I think individuals see that there is a huge problem in our country today, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily with just individual debt, but with kind of the collective, the collective debt. Right. Right. And so I want to get into that. I don't want to get into you know the different maybe different types of debt and how our country is in debt and why they're in debt and what type of country debt that we have. I, 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 you know, we might talk a little bit about about that. But I think what you wanted to talk about was individual, personal, personal debt. Exactly. So let's kind of dive. Let's kind of dive into that. So, wh- how how would you how would you define debt? I have my definition, but I want to I want to see you know what your what your definition is.
1: Well, I'm focusing specifically on, on just consumer debt,
0: consumer credit debt, credit card debt. Okay, so living beyond your means, living to... beyond your means. Okay, so but just the just the concept of, of debt. Obviously, we have different types, but let's just let's just define debt in general. So debt is basically owing some somebody owing somebody else something. Okay. Right. So when we become indebted to somebody, like, let's say you walk into a restaurant and you go and eat your food. Right. I went, I went out to dinner with my, my wife last night and we went in there and they gave us all this food without us having to pay. Right. But then at the end of the night, you know, when we're done, we have to, we have to pay. So in essence, I kind of went into debt going into the, you know, going in there. Right. Right. All right. So are we indebted to our, our parents? I guess in a degree we are. Mm -hmm. Are we indebted to people that help us out? Are we indebted to neighbors? Are we indebted to teachers? Are we, I I think that, you know, being indebted is basically in essence, in theory, we owe, we owe somebody else something, Mm -hmm. right? So let's, I mean, and that's kind of the general, general, general speaking. So let's talk about consumer debt. When we use debt to consume, we're not really talking about debt per se. We're talking about, the, the credit conversation, right? So credit is when we are deemed credit worthy by typically a third party, like a bank or a credit card company, and they allow us to go into debt to them, which means we will use certain amounts of credit that is in essence, their money, which sometimes is not even their their money, right <laughs> right? But we, we go into debt, we start to owe them interest plus, plus a principal amount. And the whole idea of consumer debt is that it's used mostly to, to consume. So why would somebody go into debt right as opposed to buy things cash?
1: Well, I think, Or
0: use credit as opposed to buy things cash. Yeah,
1: I think the biggest challenge is the bottom line is that people don't have the cash.
0: They don't have the cash. Huge. That's huge, right? So I walk into Best Buy, and Best Buy is like, listen, we have this credit system, right? Or you walk into RC Willie, which is local, and they said we have this credit system. So yeah, it's a $5,000 TV. I don't even know if they have $5,000 TVs. Oh, I'm sure they do. Yeah, but, well, you know, $5,000 couch or whatever the case may be. And instead of having to pay, you know, five grand for it, right? Right up front, Mm -hmm. I'm issued credit. And basically I'm gonna pay an interest rate associated with that credit, but I don't have to pay the $5,000 up front. Right, and here's the
1: thing, and here's I think is the danger, is that it's easy to think that you have self-discipline when you're at the counter with the credit card in your hand. Yeah. And you think, yeah, you know, if I break down the payments, I can I can afford to do this. Yeah. But when push comes to shove, and you actually are forced to set that money money aside on a monthly basis, the bottom line is that that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. And they typically have you know these zero percent interest terms, or they have you know six months same as cash, or no payments at all. I mean, they have these different different programs that that exist. But you know, statistics show that half half of individuals, um, you know, will will only make the minimum payment. And it's no—I mean, it's no surprise that RC Willie, You know, they, they there is always articles that come out that say that their their most profitable part of the business is their yeah. is their credit or their financing, right? So how 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 has it evolved over the over the years? Now you you kind of it's it's interesting how you came to work to work with us because you know you have you have two backgrounds you have a you have a financial services background which is you know in stocks and securities and mutual funds and so forth with with one of the most reputable. Well, I mean, comparatively speaking, reputable right, companies right. In, in the country. Uh, but you've also lo- worked for a law firm, and in that law firm, it, it dealt mostly with with credit disputes and so forth.
1: Exactly. Right. And so that's
0: kind of interesting how those how those two combine. But get, why don't you give us an idea of that experience and how you've seen people in in these problems, in these debt or credit problems. Sure,
1: sure. And so the, the timeline was actually reversed. I was just out of college, and it was actually my first, first job out of college, mm. uh, working for a, a law firm dealing with credit repair. Yep. And under the Fair Credit Reporting Act, an individual or a consumer has the right to dispute an item on their credit report based upon three criteria. Okay. Inaccurate, misleading, or unverifiable. Okay. So what happens is that the individual is exercising their right hiring this law firm to... Basically, write dispute letters to the three major credit bureaus, mm-hmm. and it becomes a war of a war of attrition. Who's going to give up first? Okay. If you send enough letters to these credit bureaus, demanding under the Fair Credit Reporting Act that they dispute that they verify these items, and they can't do that, then by law, the it has to come off. You got it. Okay. And so that's that was the gist of of what this law firm did. And so on a daily basis, I was, you know, dealing with clients, looking at credit reports. And it, it really taught me. It really opened my eyes. Here I was in a position in my life. Was you know how am I going to make it in the world? And and I saw very firsthand not only the amount of money that people make in this country,
0: but also the amount of money that people spend. Yep. And the reason why. And, and again, this is it's the culprit, right? It's people. People don't go out blatantly and get a paycheck for a thousand, or and are able to spend you know fifteen hundred right? It, that's, it's, and that $500 extra doesn't necessarily come from savings, right? It comes from this whole principle that, hey, I have access to credit, and I'm basing my budget not on, you know, what things I'm buying, but I'm basing my budget off of monthly payments that I have to make with, to, to credit. Exactly. And that's part of the challenge is that
1: it's, it's, a, it's a system that's designed around Almost, almost manipulation. Yeah, well, <laughs> because and let me let me complete the thought is that once an individual has it has put themselves into that position, it's we talk about uh, it's a modern day debtor's prison. Yeah, because individuals are, are literally trapped under these 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 credit expenses that mm-hmm. they just mm-hmm.
0: can't afford. Sure. Well, it says I, I I mean I have a couple of numbers up here. It says that the average household is solicited by a credit card company seven times a year. Hmm. Right. So credits in our face. I mean, everywhere we go, there's available credit. Old Navy, hey, you save ten percent and we'll give you a credit card. Yeah. Or sign up for a credit card and save ten percent. Gap, right? R. C. Willie, Best Buy. I mean these these are how the companies are making making a lot of money. Right. Right. Because they're they're basically making their money on artificial money. Right, um, so I mean, as far as debt is concerned, why, why, why does an individual utilize their savings, right? And the reason behind that is because the majority of American savings is not accessible, or at least at least it's not accessible without significant costs, right? And those costs being surrender, you know, surrender penalties uh, and so forth. We're, we're referring we're referring to mostly you know IRAs or 401ks or Roth IRAs where you can't access the money. They're not meant; those vehicles are not meant to have you access the money, yeah. which kind of you know for, it gives you a forced discipline. Yeah and one of my clients even just this week he he
1: called me and he said he was actually excited that he had lost his job if that makes sense <laughs> and one of the things that he said was you know you've educated me on this concept of life insurance yep. and i'm sold on this idea but the money that i would otherwise have available is tied up in my 401k yeah. and then all of a sudden he no longer has a job there and his money which was at one point tied up is now liquid and now he has the ability to move forward and put his money into into a position that allows him to have continued access moving
0: forward. Yes, yeah, se- I mean semi semi liquid obviously because you know there there's some plans where you can't touch it when you're employed. You have to quit or or be fired in order to access it. Exactly. But still once he accesses it, he still has to pay a penalty and also taxes. Yeah. Right, and so it's it's still. I mean, it's liquid, but it's not. You know, it's liquid with a, with a with yeah. a cost. Or if
1: he if he takes out a loan, he's his he's then therefore lowering he or she mm-hmm.
0: lowering their paycheck yep. in a period of time when they actually need more money, not less money. Yeah. So here, so that's that's the reason. I mean, not the reason, but I think there's a, there's a few reasons why individuals in America are are so um, so much in debt. Number one is because we're taught and conditioned to to put our money and to save our money in long term long term Vehicles without any real regard to the short term, and when these short term needs come up, like a car or like a medical emergency, or just the consumer goods that we buy—TVs, furniture, electronics, etc.—vacations. Okay, we our savings is hey we're we're saving in our 401k. We can't touch that money. Where are our options? Okay, we can use our lackluster savings outside of our 401k, or you know we can use credit. And again, you know the solicitation by credit card companies is is uh, is is repetitive because it's in our face, whether it's on billboards, or in the mail, or on the internet, I mean, et cetera, right? And so we go into this debt, we, we start to purchase things, and we start to associate the purchases not with the, the price tag, but with the monthly payment attached to it, yep. right? It's not the $20,000 car, because most individuals don't go into a car lot with 20 grand in their pocket. Right. They yep. go into a car lot with the seven hundred credit score and the objective of making a certain monthly payment. Exactly. Same thing with, with additions or home renovations. I mean, I had this guy oh I don't I don't want to go into it, but he was well, I, I want to do this addition on my house, but I just need to make sure that the monthly payment is not this, that, yeah. or the other. Right? Yeah, and it's like
1: Well <laughs> and, and true story, I was just meeting with a client today and I asked him how much he paid for his car, and he said I don't he what he told me was five hundred and fifty nine dollars a month. Yep it wasn't the
0: purchase price of the car that he even knew it yeah. was his monthly payment you got it and so that and it becomes destructive because it changes our way changes our way of thinking Right, and when we look at the long-term impact, because this goes to macroeconomic planning. When you look at more of a comprehensive view of your finances, and sure, you have money growing on one side of your balance sheet, but you have money leaking on the other side of the balance sheet. And most individuals from the analysis that I've done, even though they have you know an X amount of money in, in the market, in their 401k, in their IRAs, in their Roth IRAs, They have more money there than their credit card debt. Because of interest and opportunity cost and several other factors, they're gonna be in a lost position 10 times out of 10. Mm -hmm. Right and it's and it's sad because individuals are just not taught the pr- the proper analysis of their money because they think that okay I have 100 grand in my 401k and I have $25,000 in debt I'm still bl- I'm I'm still in the black Yeah. right I'm still positive but if you look at the impact of that $25,000 over time with the interest costs and also the money they could have earned with that $25,000 it will far exceed any type of gain that they would have in their exactly. 401k or a home that's completely paid off that's that too that too. Um, so let's let's kind of go a little bit further further into the conversation since we're only a few few minutes in the co- into the into the podcast and the show. Um, there there was a, for those of you who haven't seen I O U S A, please Google Google that or go onto YouTube and watch it. There's a thirty minute se- thirty minute segment on that. And uh, the Peter J Peterson Foundation, who's the one that sponsored this with uh, the old comptroller of the currency David Walker, they're actually coming out with a they came out. It's, it was on CNN uh, today. Right? So CNN is putting this kind of the second version on there, but IOUSA talks about the, the national debt, right? And the national debt is, is significant and most people don't understand what the national debt is. Uh, there are several different types of national debt, right? There is a trade trade imbalance. Okay. Uh, you have a liability to Social Security. You have liability to Medicare. You have liability to prescription prescription drugs. Um, you have just the federal spending, right? You have budget deficits. Um, You know the the list the list goes on on and on and on and on and it and it's sad because the money that the U.S. is bringing in is not really covering the amount of debt that it's accruing and it's and it's unfortunate and what that's going to point to is a lot of significant changes in the future we've already seen it obviously we have new um, new new taxes that are associated with unearned income because of uh, the health care that's passed Um, you know and and now Medicare is going to be charged on unearned income as well Uh, it's it's really it's really unfortunate right and i think that looking at the bush tax cuts that are expiring this coming year and the potential you know top two marginal tax brackets that are going to go up it seems like a little bit of a tax but if you look at just the incremental the incremental impact it's hundreds of percent and it's it's unfortunate but that's the only way that we can that's the only way that you get out of debt is yeah. by making more money and in the government sense making more money is collecting more money from us cuz the government doesn't produce anything right and it's and it's really unfortunate so i want to bring up a thing and just and just think about this this is you know it's it's something interesting i guess but it just shows you how out of whack our uh, our monetary system is but look at look at your dollar bill right look at look at the 1 dollar i don't have any i don't i use my <laughs> i use my debit card i never <laughs> use cash right but look at your look at your dollar, dollar bill what is what is the dollar bill the dollar bill says federal reserve note yep. and what is a, what is a note a note is an iou a note is debt you have a mortgage note you have a car note you have a credit card note our dollar bills our currency are is not money it's debt. And so when you pay for debt, like when you pay a credit card, you're actually paying for the credit card debt for debt. It's kind of a weird kind of a weird concept, mm-hmm. but it shows you how backwards our our economy is and how much it's evolved over time because our money is is not backed by any type of solidified commodity, right? And this was this was funny um I, I, Ron Paul. i i I read books upon books upon books. Ron, Ron Paul has written a recent book called "End the Fed," which is which is pretty a pretty good pretty good book. But in in uh, in, in the different committee the committees that he's spoken uh, in and are, are on and to the different individuals, you know whether it's it's uh, the the Fed chief Bernanke or Alan Greenspan or Paul Volcker, um, that regardless, um, th- there was one instance that's always kind of s- sat in my mind of a comment. Than one of his other senator senator uh, colleagues uh, made, and it was after I think it was in the '90s. But he came up to to Ron Paul at the end of this of this deba- not debate but this this committee hearing that he had with uh, with Bernanke. I think it was Bernanke, mm-hmm. and the guy asked, "We're we're not our dollars not backed by gold, <laughs> right?" And so it and it, it's just the ignorance, right? But our, our dollar isn't backed by by anything. It's backed up by the goodwill. And the good faith of the of America, and America is their stability is based on the ability to tax. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, and if we take a look at the largest exporter of this country, that would be debt.
0: Yeah, that's true. And yeah, and that's because that irony of it. Yeah, because the and again going into tea, going into what government bonds are and what what T bills are, and tea, and Treasury notes, it's. Yeah, it's, it's kind of unfortunate where we're leading, but the big thing with the infinite banking concept is it, it shows you what credit should be, right? It teaches you what debt should be, right? And it, it doesn't manipulate money. It, it places a significant value on money, and that value has lo- long been lost. It used to exist in the United States, right? It used to exist, it does not anymore. And and it's unfortunate. And what's exciting is that uh, the the Mises Institute. I know I've announced this before, but the Mises Institute is uh, is coming out with. And it's I think it's the Mises Institute in conjunction with uh, with another company. But it's it's Carlos Carlos Lera and um, and Robert Murphy who are coming out with a book uh, called Privatized. I think it's how privatized banking really works. So it talks about the idea of Austrian economics in conjunction with the infinite banking concept. And what it does, it really, it really goes back to the true value of money, the true value of currency, the true value of how a monetary system should operate. And what's awesome is that the infinite banking concept is your own monetary system, right? And what it does is it shows you that the deception of debt, you do not have to be plagued by it right? You don't, right? If you back somebody into a corner, everybody has to be honest that too much debt is bad or any debt is bad, right? They have to agree. Once they understand the mechanics of it, they cannot argue with the principle of debt, okay? But at the same time, you have this dilemma as far as how people save money and how people spend money, right? And so you know that's uh it's kind of a it's it's an interesting it's an interesting topic, and um it's it's very it's very profound a very profound topic as well. Um, but my our point is there's a problem, right? Yeah. You agree? There a whole law firm being set up to help individuals with credit, right? You you look at the trillions. I think it's how much one point one point something trillion dollars is is the amount of consumer credit that's out there right now. trillion dollars. That's a lot. That's a lot of money, and uh, the whole financial—well, not whole, but part of the the financial services industry, like you know the credit card companies and banks and so forth. A large part of their revenue is is uh, is is credit, right? And it's it's allow you know their their education, their model as far as marketing to us has always been what, right? It's not a bad thing,
1: right? And it's important to consider the fact that, you know, that's how these institutions are self-sustaining. Yep. And it's, it's amazing to see and to be able to educate people so that they can understand that they have the ability to leverage the same principle as a part of their own financial plan. Yep. And once that light goes off, once they're able to initiate that mental shift so that they're actually thinking differently about debt and how, as you said, how money is actually not only acquired but spent— mm-hmm. It's amazing to see
0: what people can do. Yeah. All right. Cool. So that's that. Uh, you know. We're, oh yeah. Another thing. So I t- I spoke on the last uh, couple of podcasts about a video podcast. So attached with this audio podcast, this is an audio podcast. Uh, we're going to do a short uh, ten minute video podcast. So so stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned to that. Uh, this is Patrick Donahoe and Michael Bonney signing out. Thank you so much for downloading this week's podcast, and we'll talk to you next week.